0: Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major Radio. Dave here, solo podcast this evening. My broadcast partner, partner in crime, Matt Master Giovanni, is away this week. So all you lovely listeners just get to deal with me and my crazy opinions. I hope you guys can uh swallow that for this week's episode. But uh Matt will return next week. Um do apologize for writing so well. This is kind of a last minute decision here thing and didn't really have fine time to uh, find someone to hop on the pile with late notice, but it all works out because um, still plenty for me to talk about, obviously. So uh, buckle up and who knows where this is going to go could go off the rails, but probably won't because there's no other outside temptations, uh, but kind of picking up where last things left off um, where Matt and I last recorded last week and Wow, 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 wow. Um, If you are not a believer of this Philadelphia Flyers team already, you should be by now. Um, After, you know, completing, you know, following up that strong effort in the San Jose game last Tuesday night, which Matt and I covered on the pod last Wednesday, um, they follow things up. They come out with an impressive weekend series, a home-and-home sweep of the New York Rangers a um a five to two victory on home ice Friday night, followed up by another five to three victory up at MSG um on Sunday March first. Overall, um, two two important victories in a, in games where um, the first game on the twenty eighth of February um, at home in Philly, a very tight game, very playoff esque. Atmosphere. Wells Fargo Center was rocking. Um, it's the most packed I've seen in the arena all season long. And that says something because there's been some other key, key games there. Um, but overall, like I mentioned, that first game was a five to two victory by your Philadelphia Flyers, of course. Um, outshot the Rangers 40 to 28, 68 to 32 percent in face-offs. The Flyers were one for three on their power play, while the Rangers were 0 for three. Both teams had 10 minutes of penalty minutes. Rangers out hit the Flyers 36-26. Rangers also outblocked the Flyers 17 to 13. And both teams had 11 giveaways. Um, Rangers opened up the score in first with Jesper Fast getting just a weird clunky goal on Carter Hart. And the building was definitely kind of uneasy at that point. Uh, but then after that, the Flyers kind of turned the juice back on, scoring. Um five unanswered goals Sean Couturier gets his 20th of the year then James Van Riemsdijk and Claude Giroux added goals in the third period and then followed up by Claude Giroux and Kevin Hayes adding two more in the third and then Brett Howden scoring in the last minute of play to make it five two um overall Carter Hart kept this team kept the Flyers in it um for a good amount of the time there um you know, he made 22 out of 24 saves. I'm sorry, my mistake, 26 out of 28. Um, 26 saves out of 28 shots. He had a 929 save percentage there. So great stuff from what you want to see from Carter Hart. And frankly, you know, the Flyers, again, beat a team they should have beaten. The Flyers were at home resting while the Rangers played the previous night in Montreal. The Rangers even started their goalie, Gorgiev, back-to-back. Um, Hank Lundquist is not kind of where, you know, You can definitely tell he's on the back nine of his career now. I believe he's 36 years old. And their other standout goalie, Shesterkin, was injured in a car accident um, that past the weekend prior. Uh, So they went with Gorgia back to back. And I definitely think it cost them a little bit there. Um, But then, of course, you know, that didn't really help them much because then you move into um, Sunday's game and that 5 3 victory up in MSG, where at one point the Flyers, you know, they were up. It was 3 nothing after the first period. Um crazy game. Both teams ended up with 26 shots. Of course Carter Hart got the start in that on Sunday as well and then Hank Lundquist went for the Rangers. Uh Flyers had a, the Rangers had a face off advantage in that game 51 to 49. Both teams scored 3 goals on their power play. The Flyers were 3 for 5, the Rangers were 3 for 6. Rangers, however, of course, had more penalty minutes. They led the matchup with 20 Pims versus the Flyers only had 12. Uh, hits were pretty even. Rangers had a slight advantage, 27 to 25. Flyers led in blocks 13 to 9, and both teams had 9 giveaways. Um, your first period starts out with Matt Niskanen on the power play, Sean Katuri on the power play, and then Michael Roffel shorthanded all getting goals. And that short-handed goal by Michael Raffle was impressive. A great setup and great play made by Grant there. Um, and that's how the first period ended. Then they open up the uh, the second period with Derek Grant getting his um, 15th goal of the season. Um, his first as a member of the Origin Black. Puts the team up 4 nothing. Full driver's seat. Let's go. Uh, Mika Zabinajad then answered to make it a 4-1 game on the Rangers power play. And then Travis Konechny, um makes it a 5-1 game on with his 23rd of the year, of course, on the Flyers' power play. Um, and then things got a little dicey. So it's 5-2 it's heading in the third period. And I definitely think the Flyers sat back for a little bit. Um, Pavel Buchnevich and Mika Zabanjad both got on the board. Uh, Zabanjad's second of the night. Um, they both got on the board there in the third period and made it a 5-3 game. And then for a while, things got a little testy there. Um, but, you know, the Flyers were able to hold on, stay strong, and get a key, key victory. Uh, of course, Carter Hart, you know, he made 23 saves on 26 shots for an 85 save percentage. You know, not the best outing for him, but overall, um, it was a better outing than what we've seen. And the Flyers' play on the road overall is improving, um, but it needs to keep on getting better, obviously, especially in this stretch run in this march to the playoffs that we have going on right now. Um, and, you know, Hank Lundquist. You know he was 21 for 26 with an 808 save percentage, not very good at all. Um, So it it makes you interesting what you people think of Hank Lundquist's career coming to a close here in New York. But overall, after those that home and home sweep this weekend of the New York Rangers, the Flyers are sitting pretty in the standings. Um, Currently, they are 38. 20 and seven with 83 points. They have a three point cushion on the Pittsburgh Penguins. The flyers are firmly in second place in the metropolitan division. And they're only three points back of the Washington Capitals, uh, which makes tomorrow night's matchup huge. But we'll get into that in a little bit here. Um, but, but like I mentioned, the flyers are sitting at 38, 20 and seven, 83 points. They've got 28 regulation wins, 33 reg- regulation and overtime wins combined They got to score 220 goals, allowed 190, plus 30 goal differential. Their current home record is 23-5-4. While on the road, they are NHL 500 at 15-15-3. In their last 10, they are 8-2, and and they are currently on a six-game winning streak, which is a season high. This team is getting hot at the right time, and I'm telling you, everyone, now if you're not aboard this team. You should be. I'm even welcoming back people from the bandwagon. You can come back on board and hop on because this is going to be a fun March, fun April, and I I predict a fun playoffs. Um, There were some recent models that came out uh, that, as of right now, the Flyers actually have the best odds to win the Stanley Cup. And the same source who produced that cups for this those cup. you know, the cup chances for this season was also the same source that predicted last year's. And they also predicted the St. Louis Blues to win the championship last year. So um, fingers crossed. Of course, you know, things can change. Some stuff can happen. Um, but at the moment right now, Flyers do have the best chances to win the Stanley Cup. So uh, hell yeah. But we got to keep the the boat rolling here. Um The Pittsburgh Penguins have lost six games in a row. I don't see that trend continuing as much as I would love it to. Um, Eventually, Crosby and Malkin and gang are going to get their crap together. Um, It's just bound to happen. It would be very, very nice if it didn't. I would love to see them fall out of a playoff spot and miss the playoffs, and that could be entirely possible. Uh, But you never know. Just with Crosby and Malkin, they can just turn a switch on and boom, there you go. Um, But overall, looking at the rest of the division, with the Flyers – did get some key spacing there. Um, the Islanders and Columbus Blue Jackets are both um, at 78 points, and they both hold the top two wild card positions. The Islanders do have the tiebreaker. Uh, Carolina slowly falling out of it just because they don't really have a goalie at the moment um, with 75 points. The New York Rangers are at 74, so they're even still kind of in it there and the Florida Panthers didn't fall back in the playoff race at 73 points, and they're actually falling out out of a playoff spot because they're paying $10 million to Sergey Bobrovsky, and they are not getting good goaltending, and they traded away and Trocek, like we mentioned on last week's pod. Um, But overall, you know, Flyers are doing really, really well, and personally, I think this team has a real legitimate shot to win the division. Um, They have... Played the Penguins pretty well this year. They played the Capitals very well this year. Um, Last outing that the Flyers actually had against the Capitals was at 7-2 trouncing in D.C. just a couple weeks ago. So I'm sure that'll be fresh on the mind of the Capitals. Who do have some new additions in Brendan Dillon and Ilya Kovalchuk? Um, It sets up a very, very key matchup tomorrow night that, of course, is on Wednesday Night Hockey on NBCSN. Um, everyone should be tuning in. Um, if you're doing something else, you're crazy. Uh, this is what you should be watching in Philadelphia. If you're just even an average sports fan, who cares about the Sixers right now? The Flyers are the hot commodity um, in the market. Um, so you know it's it's going to be a huge game. Ovechkin finally beat that that you know that hurdle he was having. He got. Goal seven hundred. So congrats to Ovi. You know, golf claps here at five-minute major radio, um, but not not tomorrow night. Um, the Flyers are again going with Brian Elliott, who has played the Capitals very very well this season. And of course, when it was announced today on Twitter by all the Beats Flyers fandom was it because for some reason this year. Um, people still do not have faith in Brian Elliott when he has been healthy, he's been used properly and he's been pretty damn good as a one B slash backup goalie to Carter Hart. Um, and you have really nothing to complain about this year from Brian Elliott. This might be Elliott's best year, um, being as a flyers goalie. And I'll say that confidently that it is his best season as a flyers goalie. Um, Let me look up some stats here Uh, for Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott. Apologize for the delay. Please listen to some boring weight music. LOL, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but currently Brian Elliott this year, um, you know, in, in 30 games played where he started 26. He's 15 7, and 4. He's got a two a 2.9 goals against average and an 899 save percentage with two shutouts. Um, you know, while the save percentage and shoot and the save percentage of goals against average could be a little bit better. Uh, we all forget Brian Elliott was in that game in Pittsburgh back in October where they scored a bejesus of goals on him. And that's, you know, when, when goalies have one bad game, it really does hurt the individual stats. But other than that, he's played very, very well recently. And, um, you know, 15, 7, and 4 is nothing to be uh, too shabby about here. Um, you know, he's pretty much right along with his career numbers because he's got a career goals against the average of 2.5 and a nine in a .912 save percentage. So he's pretty much right near his mean average. Um and then of course you've got Carter Hart Carter Hart, aka Catahat, um this year, who is you know having another really good year. Um 40 games played, 37 started, 22 12, and 3, a goals against average of 2.51, and a save percentage of 909. Of course, those are his road numbers that are significantly significant significantly Man, words are hard, um, affecting his numbers. Because I believe on home ice, he's got like a 954 save percentage um, and like a GAA under one, uh, which is absolutely crazy. And if if only he had a better road record, he's probably a Vesna finalist this season. And not probably, he definitely is a, a Vesna finalist if he had those numbers on the road too. Um, so we're seeing kind of what a Carter Hart can become. Um, overall, very, very excited um, to see how things are going, um, and just it, it's it's going to be a huge, huge, huge game tomorrow night against the Capitals. Cannot stress that enough. They're kind of free falling, not playing that great. They um, did beat the Minnesota Wild Sunday night. Um, where Kov, where the Capitals, you know, they fl- they flicked a switch and turned 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 their motor back on. Um, Kovachuk had a good game. Ovi had a good game. Kuznetsov had a good game. Brayden Hopi was still kind of shaky, um, and that's kind of been their big thing. The defense this year from the Capitals and their goaltending, Hopi and Samsonov have not been that great, and, um, you know, hopefully we can have that trend continue. Uh, looking ahead, things... Are still, you know, very, very important for this Flyers team. Because right after this game tomorrow night, um in DC, the Flyers are straight back at home to host the Carolina Hurricanes. Um at seven o'clock. Carter Hart, of course, is getting the start there. Um, and you got Saturday against the Buffalo Sabres. That's a team. Buffalo is falling out of the playoff position position. As always, what they always do because they're not ready to contend yet, but their owners think they are. Um, Wayne Simmons comes back to town because now he's a member of the Buffalo Sabers. We got we can all now like him again. Um, then following that up next week, they got the Bruins on Tuesday in Tampa Bay without Steven Stamkos because he's out for about at least six weeks due to an abdominal surgery he had. So that's a huge game. And then they host the Minnesota Wild and Edmonton Oilers two matinee games on a Saturday and Sunday, respectively. And they host the Blues on March 17th on St. Patty's Day. And of course they're going on a road swing. Um, and they close out March hosting the Islanders. Then they're on the road to the Red Wings, on the road against the Devils, and they last game of the season, last game in March of this season, they host the Penguins for the last time the two teams potentially play, unless they meet in the playoffs. On March 29th, which is a matinee game, and you look into that. and Then after that, you've only got three games in April. Last game of the season series against the New York Rangers. Flyers will be looking to sweep that season series on April 1st. Final home game before the playoffs is April 2nd against the Nashville Predators. And then you end the year up in buffalo, on, up in Buffalo, not buf, buf, Buffalo, Buffalo on Saturday, April 4th, and then it's playoffs, baby. And this is a really, really crucial stretch of time. The Flyers cannot, as much as they're sitting pretty and have some separation in the standings, they cannot, and I cannot stress this enough, they cannot take their foot off the accelerator. While they had a really good first period and a pretty good second period in Sunday's win over the Rangers, they definitely sat back a little bit um, in that third period. And that's what happens when you get comfortable. The Flyers can't afford to get comfortable. While I am fully on board and fully confident in this team, and I'm and I'm telling everyone, get on the bandwagon. If you're not into hockey now, this is the best time to do it because the March to playoffs and playoff hockey is the best type of hockey any fan can watch. And I will take I will die on that hill. Um, they cannot, you know, rest on their morals. They have to keep on playing well. They do play some lowly teams here in the rest of March and the beginning of April. They have to win those games. Um and then there's gonna, there's some tests in there. Like the Bruins are a test, but they played the Bruins well this year. The Lightning are a test. Once the Flyers woke up in that last Lightning game, it was a game again. So even without Saint, without uh, Stamkos in the lineup, you know the Lightning are still a pretty damn good team and one of the best in the league. Should beat the Wild. You know the Oilers are coming in hot. They've got Drysdale McDavid leading the league one two in scoring, respectively. With will being number one and then McDavid right under him. Um, that's gonna be a a great game. That's gonna be a really good test. The Blues, defending Selling Cup champions. Dallas is still very much in the hunt out in the West. Same with the Nashville Predators. But if you ask me, the Flyers are still a better team than both those teams. Need to beat the Islanders. Um Just for the fact that for some reason this year and last year, the Islanders have had the Flyers numbers. The Islanders are not a good team on paper. I do not understand why they're playing so well, besides Barry Trotz can do things out of his ass. I don't get it. On paper, they should suck. For some reason, they're in the mix. Flyers should beat them. They're a better team on paper, and I think they have better skill overall. You you need to beat the New York Islanders um, so that we don't actually get swept in the season series this year. Got to beat the Detroit Red Wings. They're historically probably the worst team ever in NHL history at this moment, half beat the devils. And then the Pittsburgh penguins just for pride, it's closing out the season series. You know, so far, both teams, um, have no, the flyers have only won once and the penguins have won twice. Um, they're, you know, they're one, one and one against each other respectively this season. So who wants to win the season series battle up for the battle of Pennsylvania to end the year. Um, and of course, Sweep, beat the Rangers on April 1st. Sweep that season series. Make a statement. Beat the Nashville Predators again on home ice to send the fans unhappy before playoffs. And of course, go up, close the year strong on April 4th in Buffalo. Beat that despicable team and go in the playoffs hot. The Flyers are gaining momentum all at the right time and they cannot let it go. Um, well, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for the Flyers talk here on. Um, This episode this evening, Uh, we're kind of just moved a little bit to around the league here. Um, There are some key, key games that happened this evening. Um, The only games in action right now. Are. I don't know why my NHL dot com page is so far behind. Please stand by, refreshing the page. So at the present moment, the Montreal Canadiens are up on the New York Islanders 4 1. Go, Habs, go. The St. Louis Blues are up 2 1 on the Rangers. Let's go, Blues. Uh, the Penguins are curb stopping the Ottawa Sanders 5 2. So it looks like the Pittsburgh Penguins' six game winning streak, losing streak is about to come to a close. The Boston Bruins are up 2 0 on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Minnesota Wild are up 2-0 on the National Predators. Um, the Winnipeg Jets are up 3-0 on the Buffalo Sabres. Chicago's up 1-0 on the Anaheim Ducks. And, of course, right now, still at 0-0 is Dallas hosting the Edmonton Oilers. In your later night games this evening, uh, Vegas is hosting the Devils, so go Knights. And then the Toronto Maple Leafs are visiting the San Jose Sharks. Uh, So that's some late-night puck action. I believe right now the uh, Edmonton-Dallas game is the free game of the week uh, for NHL Game Center for fans who don't have that option, which is something the NHL rolls out every week. Other than that, I believe there's one, the Boston-Tampa Bay game, I believe is on NBCSN. That doesn't really matter for anyone because you're going to be listening to this after the game already happens. Um, But that, I think... well, Well, before we do close things here... Um, a couple notes, you know, Claude Giroux, still Claude Giroux, awesome. Well, I do mention bringing fans back on the bandwagon, uh, there are two people. There are two groups of people who I'll, I will not allow on the bandwagon. I'll address this with Master 2 next week to see what he thinks. First off, are the Claude Giroux's overrated and the Claude Giroux haters? Sorry, get out of town, go call into WIP. Your opinion is wrong, you're invalid, and you know nothing about sports and star players. Uh, so you're wrong, so I will not accept you back on the bandwagon. And the other people is the Sean Couturier is still a third-line center and isn't good at hockey. Um, I don't know whatever you're smoking, but it's definitely a, uh, affecting your judgment, and you might want to stop, because again, you're dead wrong. So... Those are the two groups of people who are not allowing back on the Flyers bandwagon, and I will also die on that hill. Claude Drew is awesome and should have his number retired to buy the Flyers. And Jean Couturier should be a Selkie finalist this year, and he should win the damn Selkie, and he should win it a couple years in a row. Now he is just as good, if not better, now than Patrice Bergeron. You can at me at that. Um, but that being said, that's going to wrap up the hockey talk for this portion of the episode. Just in closing. I do want to take a quick second to um, just pay some respects and uh, just say, you know, Nashville strong. Um, you know, unfortunately, last night there was a couple bad strings of tornadoes that ran through the city of Nashville, ended up leaving with 19 people dead. Um, it's just an unfortunate situation, and I can definitely, you know. Masha was just in Nashville and he raved about that city. Um, Nashville will come back stronger. Uh, our, deepest con- our deepest condolences go out to the city and to those, to the families who lost loved ones here in Nashville. Um, so overall mother, mother, mother nature's a bitch and it sucks, but um, everyone will push on through and that city will definitely jump back and be something, um, you know, re- re- regain its glory there. Um, but, with that just ending on a personal note there wishing the best of Nashville that's all we're going to have here for this week on 5 Minute Major Radio sorry for the shorter episode um but I figured you know 24ish minutes of me rambling about hockey is probably more than enough for you guys <laughs> typically Mash and I think about it, an average podcast is around 45 minutes to an hour so normally both Mash and I normally talk for about 20 minutes each so you got your normal fill for me what can I say um that being said, going forward, please everyone, thank you for your continued support. Keep on liking, resharing, loving, um, you know, getting the podcast out to people. Anyone who wants to join the podcast and hop on for an episode, please do not hesitate to reach out to our Twitter page, which is five. It is listed under Twitter as five minute major radio at five min major pod. That's five min major pod. You can shoot us a DM there. Um you can shoot me a DM at this is Dave M or Mastro at M underscore Mastro36 on Twitter to reach out to us. Let us know if you want to come on the pod. It's very simple. We usually record during Skype. Um and I do things to get it so it can all be MP3 and voila and out to the internet it goes. But thank you for con- continued support as always to all of our listeners. Um and uh, with that, we're going to shut it down here. Thank you all for listening, as always. Thank you for your support. We will be back next week, back with myself and Matt Master Giovanni, and who knows, maybe a third guest. You never know. It could be you. With that, I say good night to everyone. Good night. Good hockey. Let's go, Flyers.